Hi, everyone. My name is Florence Leung, and you're listening to The Cultural Marketer, a weekly podcast by Catalyst Agents. Each week, we share our observations and insights on consumer trends in different cultures around the world and discuss how you could incorporate these learnings for your business. We're always looking for a formula to get our marketing just right, to maximize our ROI, and the steps and approach that has worked before are quickly adopted as the tried and true way. And we get stuck. We get stuck with these conventional metrics and try to impose them on new products, new markets, new consumer groups, new digital platforms, you name it. Things that really shouldn't be measured using the same methods. The result? We also get stuck with, at best, same results with these new initiatives. I had a great mentor from my university years who taught me market research. And there is one key research principle he taught me that I have never forgotten, which has become a principle in what I do with everything that I tackle. And that is garbage in, garbage out. If you aren't measuring apples to apples, does using the same approach Make sense? Let us explore three scenarios that will put this into perspective and shows why we need to rethink the tried and true and key digital traditions. Does a larger number of followers always mean more engagement? Case in point, someone evaluating WeChat as a new platform may think, well, we have 500,000 fans on Facebook, and that's considered successful. So I'm going to use this metric to evaluate our success on WeChat as well. But fake, inactive followers and a low organic reach hinders engagement on platforms like Instagram and Facebook. So yes, you do want a massive following there. But on WeChat, every account needs to be tied to a phone number to register. So unless someone is registering with five different phones, it's going to be tough to get fake followers for your WeChat account. You may only need 4,000 followers on WeChat for a 30% organic engagement rate, which is 1,200 users to see and engage with your content. Versus on Facebook and Instagram, you may need a much larger following since the organic engagement rate on average is much lower. On Instagram, users have reported the engagement rate to be between 3 to 5%. Another point is that WeChat does not use an algorithm to show content they feel will engage your audience. So content is shown in a chronological order of posting, meaning your followers will actually see your updates. The combination of a rigorous registration process and a chronological feed on WeChat leads to more organic exposure and real followers. You see, the inherent factors, operating processes, user behavior, and many other factors we have probably not mentioned here are all reasons why what works on one platform needs to be adapted or entirely rehashed for another platform. How about the types of content or media formats that engage consumers in different regions? Let us do a quick comparison of the evolution of media formats on social media apps in North America and in China. When Facebook first launched in 2004, 
They were sharing text updates, then article link sharing, then phone photos. The next big platform, Instagram, then moved social sharing to focus on being visual, high res, beautifully edited, and staged photos. We all remember those memes where people stick their heads in bushes to try and capture a nice photo, with a very lush green background. Then came Snapchat, which moved us into the era of short videos. Now we have TikTok, which is moving us into the next generation of short video content creation. If we look to China, the population was still on messenger chat rooms and chat apps like QQ before WeChat came along and people switched over. The content format on QQ was messages. On WeChat, it became a newsfeed like Facebook with text, photos, articles, short videos. Albeit still in a landscape orientation and very small on the newsfeed. Now with Douyin, which is the original China version of TikTok, it has swept the country with short videos and live streams on the platform. Did you notice what's missing? China entirely skipped over the staged, beautiful photos that Instagram is known for. They didn't have a visual-first platform before moving from WeChat, where the media format was still copy-first, article link sharing, and the feed layout didn't emphasize the photos. And then they switched to Douyin, where users edit short videos and photo snippets to trending music. And of course, the orientation there is also more mobile-friendly, being portrait. They had and still have many news-first platforms, like Weibo. Which has been compared to Twitter, where users go for the latest trending news topics online. But visual-forward platforms like Oasis by Weibo and Douyin by ByteDance only really emerged in the last one to two years. Even now, if we compare the perfectly designed feeds and staged photos on Instagram to content on Oasis and Douyin, you would see a stark contrast. The Chinese consumer focuses on news and information first, versus perfecting the look and feel. From this, we can also see how we can't extrapolate digital consumer behavior from one region to the next. Different parts of the world, different media formats, different audiences that are drawn to different types of content. All right, I think I've used the word "different" way too many times. Let's switch it up. New country. New platforms, new consumers—even any one of these things should trigger you to wonder, and your mind should be questioning whether you should be using the same ways of measurement. How about the sales funnel tradition of driving traffic to your website? This is another digital marketing tradition that we cannot explain. The burning need to drive people to your website. Let's take a look at why this is crazy. There are some consistencies in behavior, regardless of where a consumer is located, and that is, we do not like waiting or wasting time. A one-second delay in load time results in a seven percent reduction in conversions. Forty percent of people abandon a website that takes more than three seconds to load. Brutal, right? But that's just how the digital consumer is. So let me ask you this question: 
given these stats, and th these are just two of many, why are you still asking people to leave a platform to visit your website? When social media platforms and digital platforms are providing ways for your users to buy right on their platforms. Platforms like Facebook, Instagram, WeChat, even Weibo have all provided capabilities for you to add product catalogs or links to products, native platform shops, and or in the case of WeChat, mini programs where consumers can shop and check out without ever leaving their app using WeChat Pay. Why hasn't your brand leveraged these new tools that are now widely available? Because the traditional way of measuring success is if we can bring consumers to a website and then there they can fill in a registration form or buy from there. If I put it on another platform, the fear is, oh my God, I have not figured out how to properly track everything yet. Or I can't retarget them on this platform yet. Or another excuse, there is no automated CRM that ties customer data from here to the CRM that we currently use. What are they actually telling you with these excuses? These businesses have chosen to value convenience over testing and implementing new business methods that may convert better. If you want to wait until a new platform has a fully developed suite of measurement and tracking tools to complement your existing processes, your competitor may have jumped on it already. And then that ship has sailed for you. Of course, there are many of us who struggle because our jobs are measured by all of these traditional metrics. And we want to implement these new tools, but bureaucracy and 10 people trying to make one decision gets in the way. Maybe it's time you pose this question to your CEO or management team. What would you choose? More sales or more data? Let me summarize a few points. Here's what I am not saying. I am not saying that defined sales funnels and tracking routes for success aren't good. I am saying that for new platforms, we should rethink what the sales funnel looks like and not expect everything to go from an ad to a website to a sales cart. I am not saying that you shouldn't test ideas before running them. I feel great marketing ideas are always a mix of quantitative and qualitative, i.e. data plus your brain to interpret and make the decision. I am saying you should test new ideas, not consistently regurgitate the same formula because it worked last time. It will work until your competitor comes up with something better because they tested something new. You can keep your job by being safe, but you can make a career if you try something new. Thanks for joining us this week on The Cultural Marketer. Was this week's cultural marketing insight helpful? Have questions, suggestions, or ideas to share? Email us at info at We look forward to hearing from you.